Hello everyone this is your host KK I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First it's available on amazon.com I'm putting the link in the show notes click the link grab your copy today there is a free gift for everyone inside the book may I also request you to please leave me a review that would mean the world to me thank you so much imagine celebrating your success going on holidays having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones unfortunately most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year but what is it that makes others succeed i'm your host tajul khurana call me kk join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest rejuvenate recharge and be bonfire entrepreneurs Hello and welcome back to Be Bonfire Entrepreneurs and this is your host Kajal Khurana KK. Our newest guest today is a coach and a consultant. She helps moms get more me time. Wow. More leads in sales, cleaner house, oh my god, better balance, more control and financial freedom. How cool is that you know it's like dream come true life and she is Amanda Fitz Simor welcome to our show Amanda thank you for having me hello hello how are you doing i'm doing great i'm doing cool. great i'm super happy to be here with all of your Yay, fun listeners i'm excited as well <laughs> to have you so amanda please tell our listeners about your journey of being an entrepreneur how you started what motivated you Okay. So, um I worked full-time for an insurance agency, a medical insurance company, and always identified as a worker. I worked for someone else. I found a lot of my personal worth and value in being a worker. That's how I self-identified. And I I did this. I had two children, you know, was married, and all of a sudden when my husband and I decided to try for baby number 3, much to our surprise we found out it was baby number 3 and 4 so oh. we were pregnant with twins so we were put in a very unique situation where daycare was going to cost about what i was making for the year for these kids to be in daycare and i've always always wanted to be a stay at home mom raise my kids make fun pinterest boards do the baking and the cleaning mm-hmm. and all of the things and so i was like perfect opportunity the universe is telling me it's okay to stay home And so I decided after my twins were born that I was going to stay home and I quit my job. So I was super excited leading up to my last day thinking about all of the time I was going to have to cook and to clean and to love on my babies and drive carpool, you know, all the things. And then it was my last day. And the day after that, I realized it was so so not what i expected it to be <laughs> yeah, it was very difficult I, you guys. Sure. i had i had to almost grieve that identity and i didn't know how to do that i okay. i wasn't an employee i wasn't a part of a team anymore i didn't have a schedule where i was expected to get up and get around and get some place and drop kids off i had all of the time in the world and i was doing nothing with it nothing right. 
I wasn't showering. I wasn't getting dressed. I was sitting in my house all day. Laundry was piling up all around me. Children were screaming. I didn't even open my curtains anymore. It literally got to that point where I was so bathed in like this depression and desperation. I wouldn't even let the sunshine in my house. And I was miserable. And then came all of the self-doubt. And I don't know if any of the other moms that are listening know about the self-doubt, the self-guilt, the self-hate, but I'm like, all of these women would love to be a stay-at-home mom. What is wrong with me? Why isn't this enough for me? Why isn't this making me happy? What is wrong with me that I can't just make this work? I worked outside of the house full-time, had the kids, did all the things. Like, why can't I do this? And I realized that what I was missing was that piece of my identity. I didn't know how I identified any longer. I wasn't doing something that allowed me to make an income, which is a way that a lot of us quantify actually being productive and successful. I didn't have a schedule. I didn't have a time I would get up. I didn't have, you know, some place that I had to report to. I didn't have any, any kind of schedule or routine in my day anymore. And so a whole day would pass and I would have done nothing. Right. So I started to actually reach out to some of my friends, some of my mentors and said, I need help. And I think that that was a turning point for me. It's a very hard thing to do. I think as moms, typically we don't ask for help because we're just expected to know and expected to do it. But in doing so, I was able to get my hands on some resources, some really great book recommendations, YouTube video recommendations, and and my tribe around me kind of just lifted me up and supported me and pointed me towards a direction where I could start to learn some skills that would actually help turn things around for me in my house to get me out of that desperation that I was feeling and learn to love my life again. Mm -hmm. Um, So in doing so, it took about six months for me to start to learn some new skills and implement these skills. And it seems like once you start to get that momentum, it just keeps going and going and going. And now I have five kids. Okay. I have five kids and three of them are ages three and under. So my twins are three and the baby is one. And then I have my two older kids. And I realized that even adding more children to this and even moving (laughs) to a a bigger house with more to clean and more laundry to do and, you know, more food to cook, it didn't make me feel any stress because I've put all of these automations and these systems and these routines and schedules in place. I can still love my life. And that's when I decided to become an entrepreneur. I felt like it was my mission to reach out to those ladies that are still sitting on the couch in their pajamas, still sitting in that place of desperation and anxiety and self-loathing and to grab them from there and lift them up the way that my tribe lifted me up and to take all of that trial and error that I went through over that six month period and share it with them so that they can avoid all of the things that didn't work um, and, and pull them out of that faster. Cool. So that's so interesting. But I'm like, oh my God, you already had four kids and then you added on one more after all this, you know, mess that you were going through. So when you started, like what actually helped you when you started your entrepreneurial journey? How did you organize yourself first and what were the strategies you used? The first thing that I did was realize that just because I didn't have some place to go first thing in the morning didn't mean that I didn't need to get up. That was the first lesson I learned. Actually setting an alarm and getting up and taking a shower. And even if I wasn't putting makeup on or doing my hair or, you know, I live in leggings. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I mean, let's be real. I live in leggings. 
But just taking those small acts of self-care first thing in the morning, before the kids got up, before my husband got up, before any expectations for the day, it, that truly helped to, to get me into a place where I was accepting of adding in some other tools to help my day along. Right. So that was, that was number one. Probably the second most impactful thing that I did was to create a schedule or a routine in my home wake up times for the kids using an actual calendar, a family calendar where I could throw in carpools and sporting events and choir concerts and, and all those things. So that instead of me feeling like I was completely on my own, it was a, a good way for me to communicate those things to my husband so that he could jump in and help out. Honestly, I don't know how you guys feel, but I know that when I actually accomplished getting the laundry done for the week, meaning wash, dry, fold, put away, I feel like a rock star. <laughs> And doing small things like that every week, you know, picking my day that I'm going to do the laundry and doing it from start to finish. By the time I go to bed that night, I'm just like, ah, I accomplished something today, you know, little things like that I started to do. And then as I got more into it and I started to allow those things to become habits in my life, I was able to add in some automation, some things that could just happen as easily as like us getting up in the morning and brushing our teeth, um, which eliminated a lot of decision fatigue for me, me having to remember to do things. And that has been extremely helpful as well. Um, It also opened up a lot of time for me to be able to, you know, begin a business and start impacting and helping other women. So what would you automate if you have to give an example? Sure. A big source of contention in my life was dinner time. It was awful. I hated it. I didn't even think about it until we get to like four or five o'clock in the afternoon. And then I'm like, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? What, what's going to, you know, and you go through your cupboard and you're like, that doesn't sound good. No, I don't have everything to make that. And then what do you do? You get a pizza, go to McDonald's. And that is number one, extremely expensive. Oh, extremely. And number two, very unhealthy. Yeah. Very unhealthy. Just about to say. <laughs> very unhealthy. Yeah. And so one of the automations that I put into place is to select one day a week and block out time to actually write out a meal plan. So for me, write out breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks because I have the little kids I have to provide for, you know, all day. Right. And then I write out a grocery list based on that meal plan, all of the ingredients I need for all of those meals. And then I personally order my groceries online from our local grocery store. And then all I have to do is drive in and pick them up. That works better for me because, you know, I have five kids in the store. So, but having that physical list and taking that, say, 20 to 30 minutes once a week has changed my life. It's changed my life. Mm -hmm. I cook at home every day now and I enjoy it. I don't ever have to think about what's for dinner tonight. And if I don't like what I put on, say, Wednesday, but I know I have... Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I just pick one of those and flip-flop them because I already have the ingredients in the house. That was a huge automation for me. Right. That's so amazing. I always tell my female mompreneurs, entrepreneurs as well to plan your week on Sunday. Just plan it. You know, not only your food and your kids' activities. See, there are some tasks which we know, like fixed tasks. You know, you you have to take your kid to a soccer game or a music class or a dance class. These things are like you, you can already jot them down on a calendar, like meal planning. You can plan it, what you want to cook from Monday to Sunday. And definitely like you can be flexible. You don't have to stick to it hundred percent. That will save so much time. So apart from planning your activities with your family and food, you can also plan the same thing for your work, you know? Put down the timings you're going to work. What are the best timings you can take out for your work? 
apart from your self-care. So how does your calendar look like now? What's oh, your schedule? Mm. <laughs> Not in the coronavirus. <laughs> that is a very, scary. very scary question. I don't even want to show it to you because that is very scary. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, it looks very scary when you look at it, but it feels so much better because it's not all right here. Yeah. It's, it's someplace. And I have, you know, my phone and it talks to me and it tells me, Hey, don't forget this. And I'm like, thank you. You're my new best friend. <laughs> you make me look good. My calendar looks crazy. And I, I'm with you with, you know, you can, you can make the plan and you can still be flexible at the same time. Those two are not mutually exclusive. And I think that a lot of people resist a lot of the, the planning and the routines and the schedules because they assume that it's very rigid and it, it absolutely is not not to bring up the five kids again, but you can have the best intentions in the world and five kids. No, it's never going to go exactly as planned. Flexibility is essential, but I'm with you. I actually coined and in the ladies that are in my program, learn the Tada list method, which I am absolutely obsessed with. One of the skills I learned back before I became an entrepreneur was a to-do list right? Where you just kind of brain dump, put everything down. I want to wash the windows and paint the door and whatever, all the things that you can think of that you want to do. And what I realized was that was extremely ineffective for me because then I'm looking at this list that has like 50 things on it. And my brain goes, you're never going to get 50 things done. So I set it down. And even though I got it out of here, it's still weighing on me because nothing is getting checked off that list. Mm. So I teach a method called Tada List. Because you take that to-do list and you create a mini to-da list from it. And this is something that I plan my week out on Sundays, kind of like you do with the, the work and all of the home things. But I also make a list every night before I go to bed for the next day. Yeah, I do the um, same. And I, Absolutely. Yeah, I keep it's, that list to like five yeah. or less things. Yeah. Um, and then I can actually physically cross them off as I do them, which makes me feel incredible. Like I am conquering the world. And then at night when I go to bed, I'm like, look at all of the things that yeah. I did. It's crazy. I have mine. See, right here in front of me. Yeah. Ta-da, for today. <laughs> I, I, I honest, honest to God, I do this every day. Me too. So, I just yeah. put top three things I need to accomplish the next mm-hmm. day. This is related yeah. more my work, you know, so I'm not wasting my time on social media and, you know, and getting distracted or, you know, I do that. And I tell my clients as well, just three things, Monday, what you are supposed to finish on Monday, unless you don't finish them, don't jump to other tasks, you know, and make sure you finish them within four hours every day. I also add times to mine. So I noticed that a lot of the things that weren't getting done on my daily or weekly lists were tasks that I just plain don't like to do. Mm. So one of those tasks would be like, for example, cleaning the bathroom. Not a fan of being in there and cleaning the bathroom. I don't know why. It's not that hard. It's just not my thing. I just don't like it. Another piece to that formula is to actually give yourself a time frame with which to do it. Because the human brain, if it has a start time and an end time, it is much easier to make the brain actually do the task because they know that there's an end point to that pain. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> so I literally give myself, you know, 15 minutes to go in and clean a bathroom and I physically set a timer. And I got to tell you guys, it never takes me 15 minutes. It doesn't. But before setting the timer and making that cognizant choice to do that, it would take me all day to get one bathroom clean. Cause I'd go in, work for a minute, nah, this is boring and move on. And it, that has been extremely helpful too. setting oh a timed amount 
Um, even when it comes to, you know, replying to messages or working on social media, I will literally set a timer for this amount of time. This is how much time I'm focused on this activity and I'm so much more productive. And when the right. timer goes off, I'm done. I log off. I'm done. Absolutely. That's so amazing. I think people fail to plan, you know, there's a saying, if you fail to, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I think it's mm -hmm. so true, not only for entrepreneurs, but for anybody. It doesn't mean if you're not having a business from home, if you're a mother, you're still full-time employee who doesn't give any, get any weekends off, who doesn't get any, you know, public holidays because being a mother is like 24-7, 365 days job. So if you're an entrepreneur on top of being a mother, like a mompreneur, which we call, it's not that tough, guys. You know, especially I think depends on where you're living as well. I feel life in West in US and in Canada is much more challenging compared to Asia. Here we have the option of having helpers, mm -hmm. you know, so we can have part-time helpers, we can have full-time helpers, live-in helpers who can do all the cleaning for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So even then people are lazy and then they still crib and say, oh, I don't have time. I don't know what mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. So I think it purely depends on your mindset and your personality. If you're an action taker, you will definitely find no reasons not to do, right? And Absolutely. sometimes you need help. You need people like us, Amanda or me, to help you, to be your accountability partner, to get you started. Once you're in that mode of, you know, it becomes your lifestyle, then probably, you know, you're good to be on your own. But if you're finding it difficult and you don't know where to start, how to plan, what to do, timers and work and this and that, get help. There's nothing wrong in asking for help. Don't be afraid or ashamed of what people will think or being judgmental. So Amanda, this brings me to my next question. What is your opinion about not to-do list? Because I tell my clients to also make a not to-do list, to delegate things, eliminate things which are not important. I love not to-do lists. I love them. I have a master not to-do list that has five items on it that I literally made pretty in Canva because I, I like pretty things. <laughs> and I have it posted in my office because those, especially finding it difficult to keep my focus when it came to working on my business. And I also needed to recognize that I have a limited amount of time to work on my business because I have this household to run. I did make a not to do list with five items on it that I laminated and hung on the wall in my office so that when I'm in there working on my business, those five things, those are hard limits, hard lines. You will not do these things. And I think that it really can help with your mindset and help you be more cognizant of what you're actually doing with your time. So mm -hmm. I am a big fan of those. I make them myself. My clients make them. How have you found that they've helped your clients? Right. Oh, it has been helpful because there were some tasks people don't enjoy. And when they, for example, groceries, right? One of my clients, she didn't like doing groceries. So mm -hmm. I told her, tell your husband when he's coming back home from office, maybe he can do groceries for you. So mm -hmm. you're delegating, you know, mm -hmm. it goes off your to-do list yep. to your not to-do list. So mm -hmm. that was yep. one of the tasks, you know, females can definitely delegate. If you have teenage kids, you can also delegate it to them because depends on which country you're living. You know, Singapore is much convenient, to be very honest. We have grocery stores which are like available to us 24-7. So it's not so difficult like Europe or America. 
groceries is not difficult task here but mm-hmm. yeah washing you know laundry could be a task which you don't like maybe mm-hmm. you can delegate that so well, things, what do they say it's not the how it's the who yeah so that's sometimes what you don't even know how to <laughs> yes. do something you need to know who, who to send who. it to <laughs> yeah not only in your business but also with your personal life you know Absolutely. what are your things you have put to on your not to do list <laughs> <laughs> I hate, I hate, this is going to sound so simple and so silly, but I hate, hate taking out the trash. I hate when the trashes are overflowing. I can't stand the smell. I just, I hate doing it. And it's as simple as pulling out a bag and walking it to a dumpster. It's not that difficult. I hate it. So I have 100% delegated that to my 16 year old. Like, listen, this is your job. And when the trash is sitting there and it's close to being super full, I will literally pull out my phone and I will pause his internet so that he can't play his video games and he can't be online and his phone stops working until he comes down and changes the trash because I will not take it out. Will not. Right. So that's a big And in your professional life? In my professional life, I am still really, really enjoying every piece of that. I have not scaled to the point where it is not manageable by just me. And I am absolutely in love with human connections and people. I'm very, very passionate about my people and about moms and about women entrepreneurs in general. Men too. I just, I focus more on women. At this point, I'm still, I'm, I haven't found anything I just don't love about. I can tell that um, funnels, right. <laughs> I don't mind doing them. I, I like the, the creative process of it, but I am sure that is going to be something that I will be finding a who because because it's time consuming yeah it very yeah. yeah so that's what i do i for my professional life i outsource my editing for example this podcast now i don't have time to edit it though there's not much of editing but you know the editor will join the intro and the outro and make it one episode and if there are any long pauses or you know extra noise you know he would just remove them And also my video editing, I would outsource them because I make videos as well for LinkedIn and all. So I need scripting, I need rendering. For me, even I can't, you know, I'm not a technical savvy person. I don't want to learn it. There are people who are better, you know, this is their job. I want to do what I am good at. So I would delegate editing part, designing my website was designed by somebody in Philippines. So yeah, these technical things I would delegate and do coaching and, you know, sessions with my clients, spend more time there rather than sitting and spending four hours and getting freaked out. Oh, how do I do this? Oh, then going on YouTube and finding the answers. And I definitely don't want that. Yes. Yes. No, I'm totally with you. One of the best things I did was to join a coaching program. I feel like as coaches and consultants, it is important for us to be taught by people who are further along in the journey than we are. And so I, I'm completely with you. It, I, I definitely need to be better about my who when it comes to the business, but everything about it just excites me so much right, right now that I just, <laughs> I want to at least have a baseline knowledge of, right. of all the things so that I can right. make good decisions about it when I delegate it out. Yeah. Oh, that's very important. You should know, even if you have freelancers, you should know what they are doing. Basic knowledge is definitely very important. Mm-hmm. That saves you burnouts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So guys, if Amanda being a mom of five kids can manage home and business, I would like to ask you, what is it that's stopping you? Amanda, what is one piece of advice you would like to give our listener? 
be kind to yourself. You know, I think that sometimes people listen to the podcasts and they see the YouTube videos and they see the videos, the, the content that we're pushing out on social media, the Instagram posts and the Facebook posts. And I think that sometimes it makes it look easy and it business isn't hard. We make it hard, yeah. but at the end of the day, it, it takes effort and we have all failed miserably and tried again and tried again. And, and the most important thing that I hope that you take from this is to be kind to yourself. It doesn't happen overnight. There's so many great resources to help you out and celebrate something about you every day. Even if you didn't move the needle all the way to the other side, you moved it a little just by waking up and making the decision to try. Awesome. That's so, so, so true. Thank you for sharing that. So guys, it's not about completing everything, you know, and becoming successful overnight. No one has ever got success. And if you're an action taker, you are consistent, you can get whatever you want to and don't compare yourselves. Like Amanda said, be kind. Don't compare yourselves. Nothing comes easy. We are also learning, you know, maybe like she said, some of us are few steps ahead of us and some are few steps behind. So if we are the people who are ahead of you guys who are listening, be kind. You can also achieve greater heights and success. Maybe you guys will go further ahead of us. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But determination and consistency is the key. It's because we show up every day. <laughs> My coach is famous for saying, see one, do one, teach one. And that has been very impactful for me. You see someone that's doing something you like, you do that thing yourself or model that successful behavior. And then you turn around and you teach the people that are two steps behind you so that they can get where you are. See one, do one, teach one. My God, I can't believe you just said it. You know, this afternoon, someone asked on Facebook, like, what's the one advice you would give somebody who's starting, you know, their online business? I wrote exactly the same thing. Do one thing and use only one platform. Yep. Don't do everything and don't go everywhere. Begin with one thing and one platform. How amazing is that? I'm so glad you're sharing all these things with our <laughs> listeners. I'm super excited. But this is all the time we have. So before we say bye, please tell our listeners where can they find you? Okay. Well, if you are a mompreneur, I run a Facebook group called Sisterhood of Side Hustling Homemakers. And I can definitely get you the link if, if that's something that you're interested in. Or you can find me on Facebook, Amanda Fitz Seymour. And there is a link on my page as well to hop into that group. And coming very soon, my self-paced course is almost out. If you want to learn some of the skills that I teach and do it in a time frame that works well for you, that is actually called the Process Goddess. And that will be coming out soon. So if you follow me on social media, you'll be able to see the release date. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that that'll be all done, edited, and ready to roll by mid-May. Awesome. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. That's awesome. Guys, I'm going to put her details in the show notes below. If you want to get in touch with Amanda, please see the link and you can just copy paste and get in touch with her. She's going to teach you how to have a cleaner house. See, she does it with five kids financial freedom, more me time. She not only helps mom printers, but I'm sure you can help guy printers as well. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is welcome. Yeah, yeah. I just teach to who I know. <laughs> yeah. Knowledge is knowledge. You can give it out to any gender. 
if you are somebody who are who's open to learn from her get in touch with her thank you for coming along and sharing your experience and your amazing tips with our listeners amanda absolutely thank you for having me it was a bye pleasure guys. thank you bye bye thank you so much for listening do you know fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends so we can help each other escape burnout increase productivity and achieve our goals faster also let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info@bodymindsolution.com would you please take a moment to rate and review this show that would mean the world to me and yes don't forget to subscribe this is your host kk until next time take care bye bye